Chapter 2, Star War. We begin this chapter and excursion into antiquity with the story in Ezekiel 28, which begins much before Genesis. Without that pre-Genesis background, Genesis 6 makes very little sense. It's a historical fragment taken out of time. It needs to be placed in its time frame to be truly understood. Getting to Ezekiel 28, then, we find the chronicling of a perfectly created creature corrupted by her beauty, lust, and greed, not to mention pride. It's one of the most amazing stories in the Bible and one of the least understood. Let's read it in verse 12. Son of man, take up a lamentation for the king or queen of Tyre, that is Mars. Say to him, Thus says Yahweh, you are the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. We need to keep in mind in ancient Hebrew, gender was normally defined by context as in the word Melech, which is king, which comes from the root Malak, meaning to rule or reign. Considering kings were male, the translators understandingly chose the male gender, even though the context clearly points to female, i.e. perfect in beauty. But when we understand the Hebrew word for king, Malak also means angel. The gender issue becomes clear. Most of Christianity teaches all angels are male which is certainly not the case, as we will see. Continuing in verse 13, it says, You were in Eden, the garden of Yahweh. Every precious stone was your covering. Again, <clears throat> speaking to the gender issue, the Bible translation called the Book of Yahweh has commentary noting all the oldest Hebrew manuscripts of Genesis refer to the creature in the garden in the feminine tense. Continuing with Ezekiel 28's lament to this creature in verse 14, it says, You were the anointed cherub that covers. You are on the mountain of Yahweh. This is very telly, a very telling verse considering it lets us understand this creature, i.e. angel or star, was once with Yahweh where his throne is located and from where he rules. That verse also tells us this creature was a cherub or angel anointed or appointed to cover a reference to the two cherubim covering Yahweh's throne with their wings. That scene is depicted in the design of the Ark of the Covenant, with a cherub on each side of the mercy seat, that is, the throne of Yahweh, spreading their wings over him. <clears throat> As we continue, we see how life for this perfect creature all went down, pun intended. In verse 15, You were created perfect in your ways from the day you were created until iniquity, that is, pride and sin, was found in you. By or due to the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within, and you sinned. <clears throat> wow, this angelic star, i.e. ruler of Tyre or Mars, was the head of an ancient trading empire. No doubt greed was one of her sins. With that shocking revelation, can there be any doubt who rules this world from behind the dimensional curtain, considering it is completely wrapped around trading? In fact, the New World Order is the new merchandising or trading empire. It's all about merchandising. <clears throat> anyway, Yahweh goes on to tell her, Therefore I cast you, that is, after losing the war, as a profane thing out of the mountain of Yahweh, and I destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the fiery stones. <clears throat> Apparently that couple verses is a shortened version of, a, of the war, that is, Star War, that the cherub and her minions launched against Yahweh. Of course, it was her pride, which come before the fall, that was her downfall. After all, how in heaven did she think she could win such a war? Talk about the blindness of pride and ego. 
What a great lesson as to how our own pride and ego will net us nothing but delusion and destruction in the end. Interestingly, Revelation 12 speaks of a star war in heaven <clears throat> where the great dragon of old was cast out, taking a third of the angels with it. Without a doubt, Revelation 12 is a reference back to that war in Ezekiel 28. In fact, the Nassau probes of the solar system have confirmed there were civilizations on Mars and some of the moons of Jupiter and Saturn that were destroyed in the distant past. Verse 17 continues, Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. That is, your vanity and pride. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the earth, which is mistranslated ground, by the way, and laid you before kings, that is, her angelic peers. Again, the word kings is Malachim, the chief Hebrew word for angels in the Old Testament. <clears throat> and being humiliated before her angelic peers, i.e. kings, left her with a major venomous thoughts when we find her skulking in the Garden of Eden in the next chapter, that is, seeking revenge. <clears throat> Unfortunately, primary due to translation, this beautiful winged creature was the ruler of Mars. Yes, Mars is a Roman word for Tyre. Tyre is simply the Phoenician pronunciation of the same name. <clears throat> and her city, Tyre, was the trading capital of the ancient world. Putting it all together, we see this perfectly created cherub, anointed to cover Yahweh's throne, had developed a pre-Adamic trading empire, apparently from Mars, which had lost in that battle with Michael and his angels. <clears throat> She's been working to re-establish her trading empire ever since that is, from behind the curtain. The late Chuck Mishler, scientist-turned-Christian and Bible teacher, as well as Bible historian Olaf Hagee, both talk of NASA, JPL, and the British Museum of Natural History using reverse computer mapping of the solar system, confirming Mars was anciently struck by a moon-sized object. This moon or small planet struck Mars' southern hemisphere and all but destroyed it, causing volcanic eruptions all over the northern hemisphere, such as Olympus Mons. Olympus Mons is the tallest volcano in the solar system, some 90,000 feet. That's three times the height of Mount Everest. <clears throat> There's also a debris field between Jupiter and Mars, which is apparently the remains of the moon that struck Mars, besides Phobos and Deimos, the two largest potato-shaped rocks or moons of Mars. Those science agencies all confirm that moon striking Mars knocked it out of its orbit where it all but collided with Earth. And apparently it came nearer to Earth than our moon, literally pulling up mountain ranges. <clears throat> it was obviously an extinction-level event, which we find recorded in historical Bible scriptures. Again, Mars being struck by that moon-sized object was no doubt part of the star war between the ruler or queen of Mars and Yahweh, where he threw her and her planet to Earth literally. <clears throat> Again, Revelation 12 makes reference to this epic battle in heaven. That's in verse 7. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. The dragon and its angels fought, but did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So that great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world, was cast to the earth. <clears throat> Our solar system is littered with physical evidence of, this, of an ancient war that destroyed Mars, its inhabitants involved in that trading empire, as well as the Earth. In fact, Plato spoke of a super race of people with flying machines from a place called Atlantis, 
which I have no doubt existed before being flooded under an ocean called the Atlantic today. <clears throat> I personally have no doubt Atlantis was included in that system-wide trading empire. That catastrophe is chronicled in Jeremiah 4, verses 23 through 26. There it says, I beheld the earth, and indeed it was without form and void. Obviously it became destroyed, considering Isaiah 45, 18 tells us, it, i.e. the earth, was not created in vain or in a desolate state. <clears throat> the word translated without form in the Hebrew word is tohu. It also is found in Genesis 1, verse 2. Jeremiah 4 goes on, And the heavens they had no light, that is, they became dark. And I held, beheld the mountains, and indeed they trembled, and all the hills moved back and forth. This language is a perfect description of a near miss of Mars. <clears throat> he goes on in verse 25. I beheld, and indeed there was no man that is left, and all the birds of heaven had fled. Obviously, if there were birds that disappeared, it implies that created mankind had disappeared as well, <clears throat> which is shown in the next few verses. I beheld, and indeed the fruitful land was or had become a wilderness, and all its cities were broken down. That last verse confirms there was a population that had been decimated with the state all its cities were broken down. <clears throat> Again, there is much evidence of, an ancient, of ancient cities and structures destroyed in some past calamity, with many on earth like Puma Punku, that's in Peru, and Tiwanaku in Bolivia, uh, Gobekli Tepe in Turkey, and others. Of course, the Great Pyramids seem to be among the few structures surviving an ancient holocaust, most apparently dating to about 10,000 BCE. Again, it is not <clears throat> just on Mars and Earth where the broken down remains of an ancient advanced civilizations have been found but even on our own moon. In fact, pictures recently leaked from a Chinese moonlander called the Rabbit, when color enhanced and zoomed in upon, show the remains of a monstrous glass dome in the background. <clears throat> Few people are willing to accept these shocking passages in Ezekiel 28 and Jeremiah 4, but the unfortunate result, which is incredibly important to understand, is that great dragon which lost the battle with Michael, the archangel, was thrown to earth along with its planet Mars and has been trying, <clears throat> has been lying to and deceiving mankind ever since. To fail to understand that fact, we are truly lost. Again, keeping true to the big picture, the immortal being, the dragon, that is this cherub ruler of Mars, had her magnificent trading empire destroyed, as well as losing her supreme position as one of the cherubim covering the Creator's throne. No doubt, after losing everything and being humiliated before her peers, she was indeed left in a very foul mood, pun intended, where we find next <clears throat> her skulking in the garden. Again, we know this creature was a dragon due to what Revelation 12 tells us. Plus, we have a perfect description of a dragon in Job 41. In fact, according to those passages, that creature called Leviathan could talk, fly, had glowing red eyes, breathed smoke and fire, and was, oh yeah, invincible. Can we be given a more perfect description of a dragon? Plus, when we take a close look at one of the, uh, in the Genesis account that deceived Adam and Eve, we find its progeny was cursed to have its limbs removed to slither on its belly in the dust. In fact, it is said by anthropologists that snakes are the most recent addition to the animal kingdom. <clears throat> in the next chapter, we will examine the recreation in Genesis as well as the shocking story of guardian angels, that is, 
watchers leaving their assigned posts, that is, of watching over humanity, and becoming physically involved, introducing corruption that still ob is still obvious to this day. What a shock that most of our current behavior can be traced all the way back to the Garden of Eden.